Don't you love Jesus tonight? Amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord and uh, appreciate always the opportunity to share uh, in the word. And uh, uh, he really didn't say anything, uh, just just preach, just share. But I uh, know we've been, he's been kind of in a, a study uh, and uh, I wouldn't even dare try to attend. I want to tell you, uh, for those that's missed Wednesdays, um, they've missed they really have missed. I, I say this. I really do mean this. It's been some of the best teaching, uh, really, that I've heard in a long time. I mean, practical, just practical. And and, and we're and the reason I say that is is because and even preachers can get like this. We always want the the the, the newest thing, the deepest, you know, something deeper, something you know, outdo yourself. But sometimes you just gotta lay it out and let the word speak. And 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 man, it's it's been powerful. It's been powerful. And, uh, and, and in that vein, uh, and again, you're going to see some overlap, uh, just because just the Lord uh, kept pulling me to a passage of Scripture uh, that I want to share tonight. And uh, so if you have your Bibles and you turn to Second Peter chapter 1, it really sort of sums up, in a way, uh, a lot that's uh, been said. And again, I'm not, I'm going to try, try to leave a lot alone, but you'll, but you'll be reminded along the way of things, some of it uh, will speak, but uh, um, I, I even tried to get away from this, and the Lord wouldn't let me. He lassoed me and pulled me back and drug me, tied me behind his horse and pulled me this way. He, no, he didn't, but that's what I felt like. But uh, man, I love this passage. I'm like Brother Lee. I, I love all the word. It seems like whatever I'm preaching at the time is my favorite passage. <laughs> but uh, but I love this passage. This is powerful. This is powerful, and I want you to watch this. Second Peter chapter 1, begin at verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm going to try to read through, because if I don't just read through, y'all be standing like an hour. And uh, so I'm going to try to read through, and then we'll go back. To them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Watch. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. You know what that means? You have what it takes. You have what it takes because he's given it to you. You can do this. You can live this. You can make it. You, you can, because he has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these, watch, these ye may, might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, and beside this, giving all diligence, mark that, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, watch this, give diligence. Again, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. And this is powerful. For if ye do these things that he just listed, ye shall never fall. That's powerful. That is powerful. I want to live a life of never falling. Never stumble. You can do it. He's given us what it takes. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your grace and your love and your mercy. 
Thank you for your word tonight, O oh God. May it speak to our hearts. Father, teach us and instruct us. Show us the path to take to live pleasing unto you, to bring glory to your name. Father, we honor you tonight, and we give you all praise and thanks, even in advance, because we know, Lord, your credit is good. We can praise you now. You can do it later, because, God, you are true to your word. Thank you, Lord, for it tonight. We give you all praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Amen. Give the Lord some praise tonight. Amen. And you can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Again, we, Pastor Lee's been in a, a kind of a study on sin, not having dominion, uh, living above, living, living in that, that, uh, that place of, of not being, of not falling, really. Uh, and and how, how, do we, how do we get there and, and do that? And again, I'm not trying to, to do any of that, but, but a lot of the things he's mentioned is just too good to not go back. Uh, he's mentioned the, the role the church plays in that. He's mentioned the, 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 the holiness, how it's a love story. That, that was one of the best messages, honestly, that I, that I remember out of it. It, it. it truly is. If you love Jesus more than you love anything else, you'll stand. You'll make it. You'll get through. Uh, he talked about, uh, of course, uh, pursuing holiness. He talked about the Spirit's role, the Word's role. He talked about uh, self-control. And then he talked about confession because of those, those chicken and dumplings. Got him. And, and he had to preach on confession, uh, how he had to confess that he had ate them all and didn't leave any for sin anyway. But, but um, so he mentioned a lot of that, and, and a lot of that could be seen here if we really wanted to, to, to pull it apart. Uh, it sort of summarizes everything in, in a way. But really when I looked at that, and there's two things that really, well, several things, but, but the, the, the mention of diligence, and I'll talk about it in a moment, but then down in verse 9 when he said, He that lacks these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Man, that, that really struck me. It really struck me that it is possible. Listen to me. It is possible. And when he says forget, he means there's not this, this uh, constant awareness, this, this current awareness and remembrance uh, of, of, of how he's forgiven us of the price that he paid, of what he's really done, of where he really brought us from. And, 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 and I began to see that. But then when I got to verse 10, and he said that if you do these things, these things that he's listed to add to your faith and all that, he said then if you do these things, ye shall never fall. And I thought, my goodness, that is a powerful statement. That is a major statement. And even we, we, you could go over to the book of Jude and said, Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. See, it's not just it's not you in yourself that, that's able to stay above, but he is able to keep you. He can keep you out of sin. He can keep you away from sin. He can keep you. He can keep you. He that saved you can keep you. He, he that pardoned you can preserve you. And he can keep you blameless until that day. And I be, just began to think about uh, all of that, and I, I thought about how uh, we, we've approached things, you know, even in, in years past. And I, I, I thank God for our heritage. I thank God for, for, uh, for, for that. Some of it may have been uh, over-anxious or misguided or whatever. I mean, a lot of energy when I was growing up uh, really uh, was, was given to, to telling us what to avoid, tell us what to stay away from, telling us what not to do. And we wasn't really given a lot of instruction on, okay, well, then what do I do? Because it's, it's important that we not only remove some things, but that we replace those things. Because if we don't replace it with something, it leaves a void. And now we don't know what to do. I just know what not to do. And this is where a lot of people, they, they get tripped up because it's like, okay, I know what not to do. I know don't. Don't go there. I know not to say that. Okay, I get all that, but what do I do? What do I partake in? What do I give myself to? What what do? And and so years ago, I, I thought about this a lot. You know, back then, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I thought there was a book in the Bible called the Book of Deuteronomy, because it's don't don't go there, don't watch that, don't listen to that, don't hang out with them, don't 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 don't. And I'm like, where in the world is the Book of Deuteronomy? Because, because that's all we hear. Don't. 
don't, don't, don't restrict. Okay, and that's fine because, listen, there are things you should avoid. You have to abstain from evil. You have to put separation between you and the world and you and the culture and you and the. You do have to have some don'ts. You do have to have some don'ts. But you also have to have some do's. So what do I do once I have my list of don'ts? What do I put on my to-do list? Now that I've taken some things, now that I've removed those things, what do I replace them with? And Peter really began to talk about that. Under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he began to, to, to talk about that. And, and, and I love this. And I'm just going to break down a few things out of this passage. Uh, not, not really deep. It pretty much speaks for itself. It doesn't need a lot of explanation. Um, but, uh, uh, but, but I'm going to give a little anyway, all right? <laughs> but he said, he said, I love this. He said, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, watch, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us. And I like this. He said, he said I'm a servant and, I, and I'm an apostle. He said, but we all have the same faith. He said, I'm an apostle, but I'm not a cut above anybody. We all start at the same place. We all have the same opportunity. It's the same faith, but it's a precious faith. It is a precious faith. It is something precious is something valuable. It's something rare. It's something unique. And he said, I am, I am writing to those who have obtained like precious faith. That is belief in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is the Messiah, that he is the Savior, that he forgives you of your sins, that he is the one that paid the price, that he is the one that died for you, that was buried and rose again so you could walk in the newness of life, that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. That is precious faith. And he said, I'm writing to everybody who believes that. He said, this is for the, this ain't for the world. This isn't for those who don't believe. This is not for scoffers. This is not for mockers. The, this, what I'm writing, is for those who, who have obtained like precious faith, who have started out on this walk to walk with Jesus, to, to, to live for him. This is who I'm writing to. And he said, nobody's a cut above. Nobody's a cut below. He said, we're all at the same level in this, in this race. We have the same faith. There's one faith, one Lord, one baptism. He said it's all, it's all one. And so he said, he said we, we come to it through the righteousness of God and our, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And he says grace and peace be multiplied. I, I can't let that go because, man, I am, I am thankful for the multiplied grace and peace of God. My God is a multiplier. He is not just a giver. He is a multiplier. He gives in such abundance. You can't just say that he added this and added that. No, he multiplies. He, he, it fully abounds in our hearts and in our lives. And he said, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. And he goes on, and, 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 and I have to say that, that in verse 1, he talked about Jesus being our Savior. And, and, and in verse 2, he, at the end, he said that Jesus is our Lord. And right there is a key because the Savior, him in the role of Savior is he forgives me, he loves me, he's merciful, he's gracious. But as Lord, he places demands. As Lord, he, he gives commands. There's requirements. And this is where we lose a lot of people. We lose a lot of people. I, I love that it's, it's really in the Christmas story as we call it. There, there, in, in Luke chapter 2 verse 11 it says that, that he told, they told the shepherds unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord Savior forgiving you Christ which is his anointing and his power to work in you but then there's he's Lord and, 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 you, can, and you, can, you can make requests and, and, and all of the Savior and of, of the Christ, but of Lord, when, when he's Lord, it means he rules. His word rules. His, I mean, his decree is what you must follow. It, it, it means submission. It means surrender. And so, so right there is a key. You want to stand. You don't want things to have dominion over you. Here's where you do. Don't just see Jesus as Savior. See him as Lord. 
Let him be Lord in your life. And it's got to be more than just saying it because we already know Jesus said in the Gospels that there will be people that will say, he said, just because you say unto me, Lord, Lord, doesn't mean that. He said, I'll look back at him and say, I didn't even know you. Because it's got to be more than words, more than just a scripture quotation. It's got to be more than something on your mirror in the back. It's got to be something from my heart. So you are my Lord. You, I, I will follow you. I will do what you say. And, and, and that kind of approach and commitment takes us to a whole nother level in our spiritual walk. And, and, and by the way, uh, none of us have mastered that. Let me, let me try it again. None of us have mastered that. We, we, we strive. We, 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 we want to. We try. We, it's our heart to do it, but, but we're flesh. We're weak. We, 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 we trip over our own two feet sometimes. We get in our own way. We talk ourselves out of it. I've seen this happen many times in, in my years in ministry. I, I've seen people come to the altar and really sincerely get touched, get, get moved, get changed. And by the time they get to the car, their heads already talk their heart out of what happened. I mean, it's amazing how quickly it can come and how quickly it can go. And, and, and so... But living, living with him as Lord changes everything. And he says, so, so grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. And then he says this, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Man, that's, a, that's unbelievable. Because what I've found is God never calls you to do something or to live something that he does not equip you to do. He's not asking you to do it in your own strength. He's not asking you to do it in your own ability. He's not asking you to, 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 to try harder and to buckle down. He's not wanting that as much self-effort. He's wanting you to depend on him. He's wanting you to lean on him. He's wanting you to cling to him and say, listen, I've made it available. I've made it accessible. You can have I've given everything that you will ever need. Can you believe that really? I mean, have you ever thought about that? He said, I've given you everything you need. That pertains to life and godliness. I've given you everything you'll ever need. How many knows the Bible says that he knows what we have need of before we ask? And here it says that he has given. Already. Given. Past tense. Given. Not, not we have to seek it. We have to. It's not hide and seek. It's not we're trying to find. He said, hath given. Everything, all things that pertain unto life and godliness, that you can do this. He said, I'm not going to call you to do it and then, hold, then sit back and say, well, I'm not going to empower you to do it. I'm not going to give you what it takes to do it. Amen. So he says, if you want to live above sin, whether they sins of the flesh or sins of the spirit, he said, I've given you everything you need to do it. You don't have to be jealous. I've given you everything you need to not be jealous. You don't have to harbor unforgiveness. Because I've given you everything you need. I've made it available. I've made it. It's accessible. You can, you can access it. It's there. I've given you everything. He said, I... I I've given you all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Watch. Through the knowledge of him. It's getting to know him. That hath called us to glory and virtue. When he, when he equipped the 70 and sent them out. He, he didn't send them out and say, hey, let, go see what y'all can do on your own. No, he sent them out having equipped them. He said, I've given you the power to go and to heal the sick and to cast out devils. And they come back and said, it happened. It happened. We did it. We were able to do it. Why? Because he had given them everything they needed to do it. And, and he has not shortchanged us in the 21st century. He is not holding out on us. He, he is not keeping things back and, and, and all. He has freely given us everything that we need, whether we access it or not. Whether we access it or not. 
whether, whether, we, whether we put ourselves in a position of that flowing and, and, and being in our life. And, and, and he goes on, because I could easily stay right there. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might even be partakers of the divine nature. You can live like God. You can live like Jesus. You can be a partaker of his nature. I mean divine DNA. Amen. Born again. Here. Born, born again. Not, not, not living the spiritual life, your saved life, with the thought and knowledge of your old birth, natural birth, but of your spiritual birth. Born not of flesh, but born of the Spirit. To be spiritually minded is life. To be carnally minded is death. If you just think about how bad you are and how weak you are and how frail you are and, and, and how terrible you are, that's death. But if you'll think, hey, I am an overcomer. Hey, I am more than a conqueror. Hey, he ha I am born again. I am a new creation. That's life. It gives energy. It gives power. It gives, I mean, it brings life to you. And, 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 he, and he said, he said that, that you can be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption. You can escape it by being a partaker, by, by letting him work in you, by letting him even give you part of his nature. I, 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 love, I, I love looking at, at things even in the Old Testament stuff that, and, and, how, and how the Lord did this. We, we can see it. You know, a lot of times when people got saved, or got saved, when people were called to the Lord and all, uh, he, he would do something like this. He would change their name. And, and one of the most notable, probably one of the first would, would have been Abram, that he changed his name to Abraham. Okay, Abram to Abraham. And, and what's interesting to me about that is when you look at, especially in the Hebrew, and I don't have time to really break it down, but... How many knows that the Lord's name in Hebrew is Jehovah? And that last, you know, a, what we would say the H sound, that God took that out of his own name and put it in Abram's name and made it Abraham. So that that is what God has done in us is he has taken of his nature and put it in us. We are born of the spirit of God. We're not born of, the, of, of just some random spirit. It's the very spirit of God that we have been born of so that we have now a nature. We have the divine nature in us. He has taken part of himself and put it within us. That's powerful. That's powerful. He did the same thing with Sarai who he changed to Sarah. And there it is again. God said, I'm, I'm putting part of my name in, in, into your name. Changing not only the meaning, but changing your destiny. Because Abram means exalted father. Abraham means father of a multitude. So you can be exalted and lifted up and everybody, or you can be fruitful. And you can be plenteous and you can be blessed. And he said, I'll change you by taking part of me and putting it into you. And that's what he's done. That's what he's done with us in a different way. In a different way. But his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness we, we, that we might become uh, partakers of the divine nature and escape the corruption that is in the world through lust. And then he said this, and this is really, all oh, that's the introduction. I just didn't know if he was. <laughs> but then he said in verse 5, he said, and beside this, like that wasn't enough. Like that wasn't enough. He said, but what? This is important, though, because what God's just told them and told us through the first few verses, that's his part. And he said, now here's your part. He said, because I, the, being saved is my work alone. Forgiving you is my work alone. But he said, you want to grow, you want to mature, you want to live above, you want to live differently. He said, besides all that, watch this, and besides this, and here honestly is one of the make or break points. He said, giving all diligence. 
giving all diligence. And, and, and I began to look at that. This, this, I really believe, is where for a lot of people the battle is lost or won. Because it's not always, in, in my experience anyway, it's not always dependent upon the Lord's deliverance. It's dependent upon our diligence. Sometimes we are not, we don't execute wisdom and we put ourselves in positions and we're not diligent about following, about diligent about serving him, diligent about living for him, and not diligent about, about watching and, 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 and all. And, and he says, he says that, that in order to do this, in order to, you got to give all diligence. Watch this scripture in Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, one of my favorite verses. Keep thy heart with all diligence, intense. I mean, keep your watch your heart, guard your heart. Keep thy heart with all diligence. Watch, for out of it. See, we don't get this. We think the issues that we really deal with are things that flow toward us. The Bible says it's the issues that flow out of us. It's not what comes at us, it's what's in us. And he said, what you have to do is you have to guard, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Many, many of the issues that I've had in life is not the external, but it's internal. And, and, and so he said, keep thy heart with all diligence. And that's what Peter says here. In two different places, he said, he said, with all diligence. I looked up, and, and by the way, let me just reiterate something that Pastor Lee said the other week about really on this, uh, it's probably when he was talking about self-control, I think, with LeBron James and, and his intensity of training and how he spent, what was a million dollars on his diet and exercise regime a year, a million dollars a year, just, that's diligence. And, and, and he said, and, and listen, what do he say? And that's for a crown that will fade away. That's for a reward that one day will be nothing, burned up in the fire. But he said we do it for an incorruptible crown. So how much more diligent should we be in living for him to bring glory and praise to his name, to be diligent, to give all diligence, to watch my heart, to keep my heart. I looked up the word diligence. And, and and found out uh, that that it in in the original language in in, um, in the Hebrew language it really means a prison or a place of confinement or something under guard. He said, in other words, you have to put your heart under constant watch. You have you have to literally put your heart in prison and say nothing's getting in, nothing's getting out. You I mean you have to stay. I mean you have to you have to put up the bars. And you have you have to put up the watch, and not let not let your heart escape the bars of grace and truth. You got to keep your heart with all diligence. Yeah, yeah, you, that's, that's right, that's right, that's right. Hey, I, I, you're right, and I've always said it like this: if you if you fail if you fail the fifth grade, you don't have they don't send you back to kindergarten. You just gotta you just gotta repeat the grade that 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 you tripped up on, right? You'll do you repeat what you did, but you don't have to go all the way back. It's true, very true. You don't completely lose out everything. You just say, hey, I've, I've, I've missed this, and i got to learn to get this. i got to learn to get this right. And, and, and so, so it is. It's so true. And, and so we, we should be more diligent, more diligent. And, and, and I thought about Paul, how that uh, on, the, on the ship there was, a, there was a, a guard there, and the Bible said that that guard was not there really to injure him or to wound him or whatever, but was there to keep him safe, to get him to where he was supposed to be. That, that's the way we ought to be. My, 
my heart has to become my prisoner. And it's my job through the storms, through the ups, through the downs, through the fire, through the rain. It's my job to get my heart safe. Safe to its destiny. Safe to its destination. It's my, 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 I got to give diligence. Not just, listen, the Lord helps us. The Lord empowers us. The Lord equips us. He's given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. He's the one that made us a partaker of divine nature. But, but we have to put in some diligence too. We have, and it's not, it's not for salvation, it's because of salvation. It's because of salvation. We're not working for it, we're working from it. We're working it out. It's already there. Now i got to work out my salvation with fear and with trembling and give diligence to say, I, I, I don't, I don't want to mess up what he's done for me. I don't want to mess up what he's done for me. And, and with that type of intensity, i gotta, I got to hurry here because he didn't take the clock down for me. Took it down for Paul, but then I told Paul next time I preach, I was going to put it up under my arm, just carry it around, but I didn't figure I'd do that on a Wednesday. But uh, anyway, but this is what he said. Here's, here's what you be diligent in. Besides this, he says, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Okay, you've obtained faith. You've got faith. You've started out. He said, now add to your faith virtue. Virtue. Virtue can have several different meanings, but but one of the more common is moral excellence. And I even read a, a definition even today that said moral courage. I thought, man, that's, that's good. Because especially in this culture, especially today, you've got to have courage to have morals. <laughs> it takes great courage. Just, I mean, I mean, dare to be different. Dare to be different. And, and you know what I found? You got to choose your morals early. You can't wait till the moment of decision and try to choose them. You already got to decide. This is how I'm going to live. This is what I'm going to do. John John Maxwell, John Maxwell, great leadership uh, Christian leadership uh, um, expert, whatever. Uh, he he said he said one of the things that he he wrote a book of, about about this, about you know, managing your decision. And he said, you make a decision once, then you just manage it for the rest of your life. You don't have to make a decision every day. You don't have to make a decision. You make it one time, and then you have to manage it. Then you manage it. No, wait a minute. My decision's already made. I don't have to make it. My decision's already made. Amen. And, and, and so that's the way we have to be. And so he said, add to your faith virtue. Be, I, I, I love the story of Billy Graham and how that even, even throughout all his ministry, he wouldn't enter into a, a hotel room uh, alone or first. He would always send somebody in because he thought somebody will, will try to plant something there or a person there or, or, or prostitute or what. I mean, he was thinking ahead. That's diligence. And he said, I, I'm not going to be caught in a situation where somebody's standing there with a camera and stuff, he said, I'm going to be diligent about this because I'm not going to bring a reproach. And, and, and I always thought about that, how diligent he was. I, I even heard one man said he, when he would go and preach in different towns and he'd have to stay in the hotel, he'd call down the front desk and he'd say, I need somebody to come to my room. And he's like, well, what's wrong? He said, I need you to take the television out. And they said, well, why? He said, well, because... You know, there's things on there that I don't need to be watching. He's like, well, you don't have to turn it on or you can unplug it. He said, no, no, no. He said, you don't understand. He said, my decision, the diligence that he was giving it was, I'm not even going to put myself in the position. He said, I need you to take this out. And he'd make them come. And sometimes they just shake their head like, what? This guy is crazy. This guy is crazy. But he's like, hey, I'm not even going to put myself in that position. And so diligence, diligence. And, and so, so, so to, 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 ha to have virtue. And then he said to add to your virtue, knowledge. Knowledge, spiritual knowledge, knowledge of God. Hosea 4 and 6 says what? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they don't know me, because they don't, they don't know what I'm really like. I, I, I've heard this all my life. I've heard that what you don't know won't hurt you. And then I found out what you don't know might kill you. I mean, I don't know a lot about electricity, and I found out it'll hurt. 
It will sting. It will burn. You will, sh you will shake, rattle, and roll if you don't know about electricity. You'll come, you will come to a shocking realization about electricity. What you don't know could kill you. I, I, I've heard this all my life too. Well, knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. And this is true. You know what I found out? So is ignorance. Our ignorance is powerful. Our ignorance can keep us locked up in things, bound by things, tripped up by the, our ignorance. When we don't know who we are, when we don't know who he is, but if we know, if we know, if we have knowledge, when our knowledge of him grows, man, it begins to bring liberty and freedom to us in ways that we never, ever could have experienced before and never could have anticipated. He, said, he says, so knowledge. And then, then, he, then he goes on. Because i got to get where I'm going here. And he said, and to not know if I was preaching, I'd cry too. Uh, if I had to listen to me preach, rather. And he said, I had to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance. Here it is, self-control. He talked about that a couple weeks ago. To, to have self-control. And then he said, and add to temperance or self-control to add patience. And this is a patient endurance. And endurance, stamina. Can you last? Can you last? In other words, listen, the Christian life is not all enjoyment. You'll have to learn that there's things you'll have to endure. You'll need stamina for it. You, 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 I mean, you, there's some things that I've learned in life that I, I heard T.D. Jake say one time, he said, my philosophy of life is if I can't change it, I'm going to outlive it. I'm going to outlast it. I'm just going to endure it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to survive it. I have made up my mind that I will not be stopped by anything that seems like it's never going to end. He said, I refuse to give up. I've made the decision. I refuse to give up. I'm going to endure. I'm going to be patient, and I'm going to get through this by the help and the grace of God. And so he said, add. add. So here again, given all diligence to this, to have virtue, to have knowledge, to have self-control. Are we diligent in that? Or we just kind of hope that it happens or, or wish that it had happened? Or He said, give diligence. Give yourself to it. Put the effort in. Put the time in. And, 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 and then he says, he says to, to, to patience, to add godliness, holiness. He's talked about that. Right, righteous living. And then he said to godliness, add brotherly kindness. <laughs> it's interesting that, that even you want to stand and you want to mature and you want to grow how we relate to each other. It's tough. I, I mean, I've, I've evangelized, I've pastored, I've been on staff places, I've, I've done a lot of different things the Lord's blessed me to do. And, and, and I can, I can, I've been around it. Of course, my dad's been pastoring now uh, over in Reiner for 40 years. Uh, September made 40 years. I don't know how he's done it, but anyway. Uh, I mean, but he's still at it, still at it. And, but I've been around it a lot in my life, and and I've been around enough to know this that that you know I we used to they used to have testimony services and this and everybody go around and 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 all and somebody'd get it started and it'd just be random. Sometimes it didn't you didn't intend on having it; it just happened. And 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 I remember people standing up and saying saying something like this: I, I'm I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Man, people be yeah, amen, praise God. And, and, and a variation of that would be, I'm saved, sanctified, and speak with other tongues. And everybody, yes, amen. And then, then, then the more I was around people, I was like, man, I'd just be glad if they were saved, sanctified, and speak to one another. Yeah. Yeah. I, it didn't even matter if they spoke in tongues. I just, could you just speak to one another? Right. You just, <laughs> brotherly kindness. Brotherly affection. And, and, and listen, br that, that, that brother, remember, not, not just being friendly, but brother brother a, a deeper relationship deeper connection and so how, how how whether we love and how we love one another uh, is is important he said be diligent to add that so i'm trying to tell you that 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 you know you say well okay we know what not to do what we don't you know we're not supposed to do we don't do this don't 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 but what do i replace it with this is what peter's talking about here's what he's telling us 
Somebody said, well, I don't, I don't know what God wants me to do in life. Well, here's a place to start. Be diligent to add these things. Be diligent about this. God, God develop, help me, help me to have virtue. Help me to have knowledge. Help, help my knowledge to increase. Help my self-control. Help, help my patience, my endurance, my stamina, my godliness, my brotherly kindness. And then he said, and add to brotherly kindness, charity or love. The word there is agape. It's the unconditional. It's the love of God. It's where his love is flowing through us. Now listen, all of that sounds great in a way, and in another way it sounds very intimidating. But I want, I want to show you this passage, John 15. John 15. Jesus said that because this is really how it happens. How, it really, how those things really develop in our life. Again, we are giving diligence to it. But he says this, Jesus said this, I am the true vine. How many knows if he's the true vine, it is possible there are false vines. There are, there are things that are not the real source. And so you've got to make sure that you're connected to the true vine. He said, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Next verse, verse 2. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit fruit now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you abide in me Here, here's the way you want You want this This is how. abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine no more can ye except ye abide in me verse 5 I am the vine ye are the branches he that abideth in me and I in him the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. It's all about drawing near to Him, all about how we live close to Him. And we give diligence to, to develop these things, but, but, we let, but we let the Lord, we give the Lord primary place in our heart, in our life, because that's why I want to do that because it's, it's about my relationship. It's not about me being so, so squeaky clean that I squeak when you, when you rub shoulders with me. It's about bringing praise to his name, glory to his name, and, and, and honor to his name. And, 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 and this is what really stood out and really where I kind of wanted to go tonight. I finally got there. Where he said here in, in, in 2 Peter, he said this. He said, for if these things be in you, and abound. They make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful. I've heard people say, you know, I just don't feel, I'm just not, you know, don't, don't see out of my spiritual life what I want to see out of it. Well, this may be part of that. Are you given diligence to do these things, to add these things? Because if they're in you and abound, they make you, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then he said in verse 9, but he that lacketh these things, if you're not, not God, I'm not doing, he said, if he that lacketh these things is blind. Blind means what? Lost vision. Lost vision, lost perspective, lost insight, lost foresight. Watch. And cannot see afar off. They can see only for the moment, only for now. Now remember, we're. we're, we're we're kind of tagging in this thing of, of sin not having to me, of standing, of, of, not, of not falling. And he said, he, if you lack these things, he said, you're, you, you've lost vision, you've lost, you've lost foresight, and you, can, you can't see down the road. You can't see. You're not looking at the eternal perspective. You're not thinking long term. You can only live for the moment. And he said, it's, it's proof. He said, if you don't have these things, he said, it's proof you've lost sight. If you're not doing this, you've lost some sight. You may not be completely blind. You might be legally blind. But, but, but there's a blindness. There's a degree or dimension of blindness that you cannot see. And you can't see afar off. You can't see down the road. You're not looking way to how will this play out there. They think only for the moment. And this is really what, I mean, man, every time I read this, it just, it just slaps me. It smacks me. And it says this. He said, he that lacketh these things is blind, cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten, hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. They've forgotten that they were forgiven. 
He said, because if you, he said, this is, this is, this is proof. This is proof. He said, if you, do, if you lack these things, he said, you don't live with that. Man, I, I want to tell you, this, that verse right there even, maybe you could say holy fear or what, it, it scares me a little bit. It scares me a little bit. It amazes me that we could possibly forget. And when he says forget, it's not that we deny it. We just, we kind of get distracted from the remembrance of it. To, to, to remember. He's like, hey, you, you want to stand? Then, then remember this. Remember how he's forgiven you. Remember what he's done. Remember where he brought you from. Remember what you were brought out of. Remember how you've been purged from your old sins. Remember that you didn't deserve it. Remember that you were unworthy. Remember that, that, that you, were, you were an outcast. Remember that you were no good, no count, good for nothing. But yet he saved you, rescued you, forgave you, cleansed you. He said, don't forget. Yes. Plug grace in. Yes, it is grace. It's grace walk. It's a grace walk. Jesus, Jesus even gave us what? And I don't know. We might could do this even. I should have thought about it earlier. Jesus even gave us a meal to make sure we didn't forget. He said, "In as much as you do this, do it in remembrance." Don't do it. Don't do it just for a spiritual calisthenics exercise. He said, "Do it so you remember. Do it so you don't forget." I want to tell you, I never want to forget. Psalm one hundred three said, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of His benefits. Who forgives all thy sins, heals all thy diseases, saves you from destruction." renews your strength is in your youth. He said, don't forget it. Don't forget it. And how can I prove that I haven't forgot? Be diligent. Be diligent to serve Him, to, to live for Him, to add these things. He said that people are that don't have these things are blind and cannot see afar off and have forgotten that they were purged from their old sins. And then he says this, and I'm through. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, Give diligence, give diligence, here it is again, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall never fall. You want to stand? say to us do not forget like my people of old do not forget what I have done do not forget where I have brought thee from do not forget the price that I paid do not forget my love the height the depth the breadth the width do not forget that I have saved thee and I have called thee my own do not forget that you are sheltered and you are shadowed by my grace, by my love, by my goodness. And forget not, forget not that I am with you. I am with you always, even to the end of this world. For I say to you even this night, draw near unto me. I will draw near to you. 
and I will bless you, and I will keep you, and I will minister to you, and I will do in you what you thought wasn't even possible, and I will take you to the place that your heart longs for and your heart desires, saith the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let me just let me just end with these scriptures, verse, verses 12 through 15, same, same chapter here. Watch this real quick. Y'all can go ahead and play. This is what Peter said. He said, this is so important, what he's just said. He said, this is so important. He said, you can go ahead. He said, he said, wherefore, I will not be negligent. He said, this is so critical. He said, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things. If you do these things, he said. He said, I'll put you in remembrance of these things, though you know them, and be established in the present truth. Next verse. Yea, I think it meet, as long as I'm in this tabernacle, to stir you. By putting you in remembrance. Knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle. Even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed me. Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able after my decease. To have these things always in remembrance. Peter said as long as I'm living. I'm going to stir you up to remember this. And he said you're going to get so tired of me hearing this. Uh, tired of me saying this tired of me repeating this tired of me telling you this he said but I guarantee you this I will not be negligent and I'll do it to the point that even after I'm gone when I die he said you'll still hear my voice you'll still hear my voice you'll still hear me saying be true to him stay true be diligent Add, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love. He said I, be, 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 be stirred up in it. He said be stirred up. He said I'm going to keep stirring you to remember the price. The price that was paid. The work that was done. What he can do. I, it doesn't bother me to preach the same thing over and over. Paul said to the Philippians, I got to quit. He didn't say that, but I got to quit. Paul said to the Philippians, he said, he said, for me to write the same thing, not something new, he said, for me to write the same thing unto you, for me indeed is not grievous. He said, for you it is safe. It's for your well-being to hear it over and over and over and over and over and over and over. We want new revelation. We want a deeper revelation. We want something fresh, something new, something we ain't never heard before. He said, no, what you need to do is you need to be reminded of the things that you've already heard and keep them in remembrance.